0: As I announced last week, um, this is, this month is the last, uh, month of this program. And so today I want to continue, uh, our discussion of gratitude, uh, because a grateful heart is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's what God wants. He, he loves a cheerful giver and he, he loves a, a grateful heart and a grateful heart will do so much for you in this world. It really will. I'm grateful right now for a lot of different things, um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I want to go into prayer first. And if you'll indulge me, I, I have a specific prayer, personal prayer request. Uh, my father-in-law had a, a massive stroke last week, and my wife has been with him since then at the hospital. And uh, well, it's a, a very difficult situation. Uh, he's in his eighties, and and uh, he's still struggling. Uh, he he can't speak and uh he can't swallow very well which is obviously problematic you have to swallow food and and liquid um so that's difficult and um but he is responding to commands and he's squeezing um hands and and he touched his nose and and he's trying to speak and there's a beautiful picture which my two pictures actually which my wife posted on Facebook uh with him in his hospital bed and his hands are lifted up in the air and he's praying, and he's he's speaking, and I guess you could say he's speaking in tongues. You can't really understand what he's saying, but he's exhorting the God God to heal him and to, to protect him and take care of him. And the, the beautiful story about this is, is that when they first got him to the hospital, uh, he had a huge blood clot, actually two, but there was one that was really, really uh, prominent and that required surgical removal. And so when they... Fortunately, my wife got him to the hospital pretty quickly. He was at our house at the time, and um, when she got him to the hospital and and they started to do surgery to remove this blood clot, um, when they got in, it it was gone, and they really couldn't medically explain it. So I know that God is still in the miracle business. I know that we serve a a God that heals. I know that he is a great physician, and um, we're thankful for that miracle, And, you know, in our our recovery work that we do in our ministry, uh, we see miracles all the time. We see people delivered from bondage. And, you know, we had a a wonderful service at New Covenant Church Greater Heights last night. We meet on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. And we actually opened up. I gave a a sermon on gratitude and then um, a relatively short one. And then we opened up the mic for people to uh, come and explain and say what they're grateful to God for. And there were so many wonderful testimonies about uh how good god had been how god had delivered them from different situations and and uh what you know i've got to say made me feel really good about how how our ministry had had a small role in that but of course we need to give god all the glory um he's the one that makes it all happen he's the one that everything good flows from him but let's go to prayer father father we just come to you in this thanksgiving season we are so grateful for everything that you've done in our lives you are such an amazing god you've walked us through things that we didn't even realize that we we had trouble that there was something in our body that we never even knew about or there was an accident around the corner that you protected us from and uh, we we just thank you you're so wonderful you breathe life into our lungs um, you're there you're faithful uh, you love us and with a love beyond our capacity to understand and uh, you sent your son to die for us so that uh, we could spend eternity with you. And we just are so grateful to you. You are a wonderful, extraordinary, magnificent God. And we thank you for everything. I lift up my father-in-law, Clyde Wood. Father, you know what he's dealing with. We are so very, very appreciative of the recovery that's occurred so far. But, Father, you know that he still has a long way to go. and You know what he's dealing with. And I just ask that you supernaturally touch him right now in his hospital bed. And, and begin to give him comfort and peace and 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 heal him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, and I also lift up my wife, who's there by his bedside twenty four seven um comforting him and taking care of him and Father, just give her the strength to continue to do that and we just lift up everybody in in the world right now that's in hospital beds and similar s- or different situations and just Ask for your healing grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to tell a story, which I think says a lot about gratitude. It actually comes from a wonderful biography of the prophet Elijah. Uh, a wonderful pastor named Chuck Swindoll wrote the the biography. I recommend it. And he shared a story about uh, something that he had seen in a veterans hospital. You know, veterans hospitals, I think they, they may be getting better. There's been a lot of attention on our veterans and, and they certainly deserve every consideration and medical care for all the things they've gone through to keep us free, to keep us living in a country where we can worship God uh, freely and uh, just all the wonderful benefits of our society. But in any event, sometimes particularly in the past, these veterans facilities had not been particularly nice. And this was in a, a dismal, as he described it, veterans hospital and this man was quarantined and up on the fifth floor, um, I don't know exactly what he was suffering with, but he couldn't see his, his child. But while he was there, he made a little wooden truck for for his son, his young boy, And uh, but the boy couldn't go up there, and so he had an, order, an orderly take the gift down to the child who was waiting in front of the hospital with, with his mom. And so the father looked out the fifth floor window, and he watched his son unwrap the gift, and... The boy opened the package, and his eyes grew wide, and he had this wonderful little truck there and and he hugged it to his chest. You could tell he was thrilled by the gift and but the, meanwhile, the father was up in the up in the fifth floor, waving his arms from the windowpane, trying to get his son's attention. But the little boy put the truck down and, and reached and hugged the orderly and thanked him for the truck and The father was getting frustrated, and tears were coming down, of course he missed his son terribly. And, Tears were coming down, and he said, I made the truck for you. I I gave that to you. Look up here. And and finally, the mother and the the orderly were able to direct the little boy's attention up there, and and the little boy finally realized what had happened, and he said, Daddy, Daddy, thank you. I miss you. Come home, Daddy. Thank you for my truck. And the father stood there in the window smiling with tears pouring down his cheeks. So why do I share this excerpt from from this book, and what is the meaning of this? Well, don't we so often, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for this radio show or this opportunity for this show on Wednesday, and I'm grateful to the lady who's here, Don, that's producing the show for me and, and Michael who announces it and Susan who works for KKHT and who is my contact and, and does all the business aspects of it and also has, has introduced me to so many wonderful people that I've had on recovery radio that are involved in kingdom work. And I'm grateful to KKHT and I'm grateful to my friend, John Baptiste, uh, Sikamande, who's back in Africa, a wonderful pastor who, uh, that first introduced me to the radio show and had, a, we were doing as he was doing mainly. I was on one episode on Ephesians, uh, just a really detailed, incredible look at the book of Ephesians. But anyway, I'm grateful to him for introducing me to this to, But, Just like that little boy who was hugging the orderly, we so often give our thanks to people rather than to God who made it all possible. It was the dad in that story who made the truck. It was the dad in the story who put the love into the truck. It was the dad in the story that that cared about the little boy. And our Father in heaven is the same way. Everything good comes from him. And we so often give credit to other people. And it's not that other people don't deserve some credit, but you know, God puts people in our path that that can help us. We're, we're often blind to it. we often don't see it. I, I lived a lot of my life like that. God just kept chasing me, kept putting people in my path, just kept, kept after me. And finally I opened my eyes like Paul on the road to Damascus. When he When he was blinded and then Ananias was sent and he opened his eyes, the scales came off and he opened his eyes and he finally realized who Jesus Christ was, his Lord and Savior, and it changed his life. Well, I had my own road to Damascus experience and God finally, you know, opened my, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, stubborn, blind, uh, influenced by the wrong things, eyes and everything changed. And we need to remember that these good things that come our opportunities, our financial opportunities, our relationships in life that they really stem from God. He created this beautiful world for us, this incredible world for us, and and everything good comes from him. And so we we, we don't thank him enough. And and there's a lot of reasons that we should be thankful for him. You know, as we go into this Thanksgiving season, I just urge you to begin to thank God and to be a grateful person. You know, we all know people who are critical and who go around negative and, and we all have people like that and, and people we even love and care about and that are that are you know just and, and or that are depressed. Maybe there's something chemically going on in their brain, maybe they're influenced by the wrong forces in this world, the fiery darts that are coming at them, but but, but you know the Bible tells us in second Corinthians we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, physicians have done studies. People who are grateful actually experience a better life. Just a heart of gratitude will allow you to experience a better, better life. They did studies were people who spent a certain amount of time writing in a journal every day something they were grateful for, something good that had happened in their life. And when they did this over a six-month period, they actually could physically measure health benefits from this. They noticed that stress hormones like cortisol were down by 23%. They noticed that it reduced the effects of aging on the brain and that people were less stressed by go- going on, what was going on in their lives. They were more healthy isn't that amazing? Physical health. you know, God made us like that. You know, John 10, 10 says, Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come so that they may have life and they may have it abundantly. Part of that abundant life is being grateful. There are so many benefits to being grateful. You can have deeper relationships with people, you know, socially, relationally. You'll have more friends, better friendships, and improved emotional well-being. You'll feel better about your life. You know, my wife, you know, marriage can be a challenge. I have a beautiful, loving, wonderful, forgiving wife. But it can be a challenge. And sometimes my wife has told me, you know, if I get where I'm, you know, complaining about things, you know, she's told me before that's not the way to help her. The way to help her is to uplift her and to encourage her and to be positive about things and to be grateful for who she is because she has so many wonderful attributes. That doesn't come automatically we have to we have to work on it. You know, I read a legend, this is, of course is not theologically correct necessarily, but it's it's i think it's instructive. And that was that thankfulness leaves no room for discouragement. And that uh, we'll we'll put this into scripture, Psalm one oh three point two. Bless or praise the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. So the legend is is this man found a barn where Satan had kept all his seeds ready to sow discontentment into the human heart, discouragement into the human heart. And he had more of these seeds than anything else because he knew, you know, the devil attacks us where we're weak. And when he was questioned, he reluctantly admitted there was one place where he could never get these seeds of discouragement to grow. And where is that, he was asked. And Satan paused for a minute and replied, that would be in the heart of a grateful man. I'm telling you what, if you're grateful, if you're praising the Lord, if you're going to church and worshiping and lifting your hands up in the air and singing songs of praise to the Lord, man, it's hard to be depressed. It's hard to be anxious. It's hard to be lonely. It's hard to be discouraged when you've got this grateful heart and you're just so grateful to God for how good he is and how wonderful he is. You know, Thanksgiving's a a really wonderful time. You know, there's. I always thought it just came from the the pilgrims. You know, they landed Mayflower and they had this difficult time, and the Indian Native Americans helped them out, and and they had the celebration, and that's true, all that happened. But uh, the the uh, Puritans, uh, the pilgrims. But apparently, there's a, a debate about it, which is wonderful. There were. There's been lots of Thanksgivings in history. In fact, um, in in Texas in a little town called San Elisiario, well before the pilgrims or Puritans landed in Plymouth Rock, there was a Thanksgiving celebration in fifteen ninety eight. And the people of Florida claim that in fifteen sixty five there was a Thanksgiving celebration in San Augustine, Florida. Anyway, there's been this movement. There was also one in Virginia and uh John F. Kennedy tried to to uh forge a compromise he said over three centuries ago our forefathers in virginia and in massachusetts far from home in a lonely wilderness set a time for thanksgiving so if you go into this season be thankful just we have a a little tradition in our family where we go around and everyone says what they're grateful for and that's one of the cool things that we did at the church last night is we opened up the microphone and we let people come forward and as i said earlier and, and say what they were thankful for and I, you know, I was a little hesitant, to be honest with you, because you never know when you start handing the microphone around. If, but it was one of the best things. This, it, my wife suggested it. i got to give the credit to her. It was one of the best things that we've done because it it brought people into the, you know, into the congregation. And it just, they said so many uplifting things about what God had done for them and also what our ministry went. If you want to be a part of that, we, we've got a family going at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. I'm not going to get to promote the show as much just on Wednesday or the or the not the show the the services. We we really love the Lord and we're really trying to reach out in the community and do what Jesus said in Luke 19:10 and that is seek and save the lost. But we need mature Christians that have been walking with the Lord for 20, 30, 40, 50 years to help equip. You know, we're called to make disciples of all nations to preach the gospel to all creation. And so we have a really good mix of uh, mature Christians and, and people that are, you know, we have a relationship with the open door mission that are, that are just discovering a, a, a walk with Christ. And it's really a beautiful thing. If you really want to make a difference in the community, come join us. It's such a wonderful way. Talk about being grateful and uplifted to to end, the weekend, Sunday nights, worshiping the Lord at 6 PM and getting ready to go out supercharged, supernaturally, you know, f- uh, approach the world as the week comes. We don't. We, our services aren't too long, but we, of course, we praise and worship. Holy Spirit walks in when we do, but we usher in His presence and and just thank Him and and you know. Then uh, it's just it's just a wonderful thing, and it's an opportunity to get in on the ground floor. We're not a big congregation, but we're I believe there's some power in our congregation. The power comes from Him, not from us, but but we we uh, believe in. And the gifts of the Spirit we're Spirit-filled, Bible-based, you know, uh, non-denominational. And we call ourselves a recovery church because we believe everybody's recovering from something, whether it's uh, disappointment, discouragement, uh, divorce, anxiety, depression, or alcohol or drugs. You know, we all deal with things. So please join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, right in the heart of the Heights, 77008. We worship at 6 p.m. So Thanksgiving is just a wonderful time, and I am so grateful to the Lord for what everything that he's done in my life, and I think you should be too. In Lamentations, Lamentations 3.23, the Bible tells us, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Did you know that, Spiritual practices improve your brain physically more than anything else that you can do. Creative things improve your brain it actually improves the physical structure of your brain they can they can measure this now they can do scans and creative practice anything you do creative is a positive thing when you engage in negative thoughts discouragement uh, depression anxiety it your your the little neurons are uh, Phalanges in your brain look like stick trees, but when you engage in creative things, it blossoms like trees. And there's scientific evidence now that when we worship the Lord, when we read His Word, when we engage in spiritual activities, when we pray, when we be quiet and listen for His voice, meditate on the Lord, that improves the brain physically greater than anything else we can do. Isn't that amazing? God made us that way, He made us as self healing organisms. He's so wonderful. We can take brain scans of cocaine addicts, and we can take a brain scan of when they first are, are still in their addiction, what their brain looks like three months later, six months later, 12 months later, and it is a miracle from God. The the spots in their brain, which, which were damaged, begin to clear up. And depending on how long, of course, they've been addicted, and in some cases they clear up all the way. God is so good. I mean, he is so wonderful, but... Even if you never have done cocaine or or aren't an addict of any kind, you can improve your brain by spending time with him. That is a wonderful thing. We were physically made to worship the Lord. That is just, uh, that just blows me away. I think it is so wonderful, but we've got to have this mind of encouragement. We've got to have this mind. Paul wrote in um, Philippians two, five, he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. All right. Well, What does that mean? Well, this scripture is talking about adopting Christ's attitude of unselfishness, servanthood, humility, and obedience. And you'll notice in the Bible, God I mean, Christ constantly gives thanks to God in an attitude of gratitude. If you don't get anything else from this sermon, change your outlook. Be grateful to God. I'm telling you, it'll literally change your life. Another thing that's important about gratitude is, in one thing that that we prayed about last night at church, is that and it's really a chain around so many people's neck. And I mention it a lot, but it's really important. In Colossians 3.13, Paul wrote, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Forgiveness is such a key to a grateful heart. Forgiveness is such a key to a marriage. I mean, come on. You spend so much time with each other. We're flesh. We're human. We make mistakes. We have to forgive one another or the marriage won't work, just like any other relationship. You know, some people believe that the only unforgivable sin is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. and The Bible talks about that. But other people, and I heard, I heard a pastor say that this just this weekend, believe that lack, failing to forgive people is an unforgivable sin. And Jesus does say in the Sermon on the Mount, if you want your Father in Heaven to forgive you, then you need to forgive one another. So that's really critical. And if you've got that a heart of, of if you just, you hold a grudge and you can't get over something, you need to let it go. You're really not punishing the other people. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. It's not ours. You're only hurting yourself. In Ezekiel 36, the Bible says, Lord says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. That's what we need. We need a loving, wonderful, humble, obedient, and grateful heart. You know, I don't know how people can look at this world. Let me, I don't have time to get into it, but I recommend that you read Psalm 136. It's just a wonderful the psalmist writes about just a, a, a gratitude about all the things, thanking God for his creativity His to him who alone does great wonders. His love endures forever. And this refrain repeats it. I look at this world, what God has done, the galaxies that he spun, the Rocky Mountains, the fact that I haven't as many blood vessels and capillaries and. And arteries in my bl- 100,000 miles of them, in my body alone, that could circle the world for, for three times, <laughs> each one of our bodies. Did you know the earth is positioned just in the perfect position? If we lived on Mars, we'd freeze. The temperature is right. Did you know the earth is one of the only planets that's on an axis so that we have seasons? Not so much in Houston, but we have seasons so that things can grow and spring can bring new life. I mean, God is just so good He's so wonderful. I thank him for his faithfulness. As I said earlier, he never stops chasing us down. I don't care where you are right now. The devil is telling you that you may be telling you that you're not good enough, that God can't use you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God can use anybody. He's used flawed people throughout the Bible, throughout history. And the greater testimony you have, the greater impact you can have on people as they walk through difficulties. You know, we had people last night that said, I was on crack cocaine, but the Holy Spirit delivered me from it. I mean, that's a powerful testimony. Thank God for his concern. He's so wonderful to us. When we are weak, he is strong. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Have a grateful heart. Good night and amen.